0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. I'm joined by all man Trev. He's dressed up specially for tonight's game. Uh, also joined by Big Steve and from the Gooner Fanzine, we have the pleasure of having Dan Mountney with us. We are going to look at the Gdansk game, uh, a very important game. Uh, sorry. Not the Gdansk game. Hopefully, we do get to Gdansk. The uh, game against Slavia started, Prague, really. which is the second league, he started already. <laughs> he started already, um, and yeah. we'll also take a brief look back at the Sheffield game as well, which we played at the weekend. Uh, Steve, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm a uh, yeah, looking forward to another, another game, another game, and hopefully we get through. So,
1: yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Dan, looking very dapper. Haircut I know, mate. i the Up,
3: bed to the pub. I'm all sorted, mate. Ready to go. <laughs> uh,
1: somebody who doesn't need a haircut has had to make a different effort and put a bow tie on instead, so we'd notice him a little. And a stripey shirt. He looks like he's serving ice cream. Uh, Trevor, how are you? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm brilliant, Frankie. Fergus, absolutely brilliant, mate. I'm I'm looking forward to this tonight. I'm on a high. Um, I, I'm using a different internet tonight, so I'm right on the ball. I'm right up with you, boys. So when I see you laughing now, hopefully the sound will come through at the same <laughs> time, and I know what you're laughing at. Yeah, so I'm right up with you tonight. Looking forward to it, and I'm wearing me dicky, but I'll tell you where I'm when I'm where why I'm wearing the dicky bow in a bit, Fergus. When you invite me to tell you, mate, but I'm wearing it with pleasure well, was... and in honor, mate.
1: Uh, well, I was going to ask you. It is Dicky Bow Thursday. Uh, super Kevin Campbell also wears a Dickie Bow. Uh, do you want to explain why you're wearing a dicky Bow?
0: Yeah, well, do you know what I found out? I talk a lot with Kevin and 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 he's a lovely man and we've gone really well. And I, was, I never knew the story behind Dicky Bow Thursday, uh, why he wears a Dickie Bow on a Thursday. And uh, you told me about it this week, Fergus. And it, it just, as if my opinions and views of the man couldn't get any higher, they went up another level. What a top man in my book he is. And I thought uh, tonight, out of respect for Kevin and some other things that have happened this week and something that we've, there's an anniversary of to this very day. I'm going to wear a dicky bow tonight out of respect and support of Kevin. And I'll let you tell him why, Fergus, because you, you picked up the story this week. You tell him, mate. Well,
1: I was listening to the, the Guna podcast with Mike Feinberg and uh, he had his open mic, which goes on about an hour after uh, the game's finished, mostly for the American audience, for guys to ring in and, and vent their spleens about how good, bad or indifferent we were. And I was on Highbury squad with Kevin and Sophie and Amanda. And Kevin said, Oh, I'm going to jump onto the, uh, the Guna, uh, the Guna podcast afterwards. And he jumped on there and um, he had some American guy who was phoning in and Owen and um, Mike Feinberg. And he Said, oh, yeah, so you're wearing a dicky bow looking very smart. He said, well, what's, what's that all about? So he actually explained the story on um, they and forgive me, I, I can't remember the person's name, but um, they used to have dress up on a uh, have dressed down Fridays, lots of officers have, and um, and he done um a dress up on a Thursday, so he used to go into work really smart on a Thursday because they're going to have a da- dress down there on a on on a Friday, and he went in with a bow tie on, and this lady who's working in his office, oh, you looked very smart, and he went, "Oh, thanks very much." And they carried on, and dressed-down Friday came and went, and Monday morning he came into work and said, "Where's the lady?" And and he did he did say her name, uh, and he said, "Oh, you hadn't heard over the weekend, she had had a massive brain hemorrhage and actually died." Uh, so ever since, uh, six and a half years, um, Kevin has worn a Dickie Bowl on a Thursday in memory of her. And I put it on Twitter. I just thought, like you said, he went up um, quite a few notches in my estimation. Not that he needed to go up much more anyway, but I, th- I thought I thought it was a really nice touch. Really nice touch. And as you say, yeah. yeah there absolutely, is, Fergus. There is, as you say, the, today is the anniversary of um, the 96 football fans that went to a game of football and didn't return, regardless of who they support or why they were there. Um, You know, you have to think of those people on on a day like today as well.
0: Yeah, Fergus, can oh, I just support uh, you on that uh, a second, mate? Yeah. I'm sorry. I promise I won't cut you off anymore tonight. I promise. But I'm, it's important today that we that we mention Hillsborough, and it's important also something else happened this week. An old gentleman died in the royal family that the, the Prince, the Duke of Edinburgh. And you might say that them two things that, that Hillsborough and the Duke of Edinburgh are miles apart, right? But if you look into it. bit deeper. They're quite close in that regardless of your views on Hillsborough and what happened, right? Everybody's got views on Hillsborough and what happened. You don't need to know mine. I have them. Regardless of your views on the Royal Family, you don't need to know mine. I have them. The only thing you need to know is that human beings have passed away and they deserve our respect and they deserve our thoughts. And anybody that doesn't give them a bit of respect and, and keep them in their thoughts this week, you're horrible people. Regardless of your views, human beings have passed away and they deserve our respect. God rest them all.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Right. Um, We're going to briefly touch back on the Sheffield United game. Listen, I'm going to go around and ask your views of the game. Lacazette got two. Martinelli uh, started his first uh, game um, uh, since January, his first uh, uh, start since January. Um, And uh, we ended a four-game run without a win. Uh, Martinelli got a goal as well. Uh, Listen, it was nice to see a convincing win. It was nice to get 3-0. But let's face the facts, we're playing the worst team in the Premier League at the moment. Dan, what did you make of the game Um, and and the performances? Anything stand out for you in particular? Uh,
3: well, I echo your your sentiments about Sheffield United, you know, they, they didn't really offer anything, did they? And it was a bit bit of a walk in the park. But I think, you know, coming into a crucial run of games, especially in the Europa League, we need to start stringing results together and hopefully, you know, a good performance and a win like like at the weekend can, can start that and we can you know get a run of games and a run of wins going because it's going to be important if if we do want to make it to the Europa League final obviously massive game tonight so yeah it was a good, a good win but you know you can't I don't think you can look too much into it because of the quality of
1: the opposition. Hmm. Steve what did you make of the game and any, any standout performances uh, obviously you got Martinelli and Lacazette like getting goals you they would get a mention uh, but anything yeah, else um... that stood out for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, of course it's only Sheffield United, but you can only play what's in front of you. And I thought it was, I thought it was an entertaining enough watch. Um, I thought, I thought Xhaka played played a very good He's still at left back. We were saying before he came came on there. Um, I, th- I think, yeah, he he just looked he looked decent, he looked comfortable. Part he looked better. I think, I think with him it's just sort of fitness and and just rustiness. He just you know in other games it seems. It seems that he's sometimes struggling. So I think having having that game against Sheffield United could come at a better time, you know, hopefully use Sheffield United as a bit of WD for me. Um I just yeah, I thought I we, thought Shaka played well, party played well, Martinelli and Lacazette, obviously. It's a comfortable game.
1: Uh, to be honest, to be honest, I d I don't think party played well at all. Uh, I know he was involved in, in one of the goals, but I I I still have yet to see um, Thomas Partey put in a decent performance for us. Um, I don't think he's fit enough for the Premier League yet. Dan, you pull your face. You disagree?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think back to right at the start before he got injured, that, that game at Old Trafford where he completely ran the show. I mean... Pro- probably a stand-up performance in Arsenal shirt. Sure. I don't, and I don't sense. think you could. I don't think you could really say that that was, you know, not a good performance from him. And I, think I, I do, I do hear well what injured. you mean about the injuries as well. You know, it, it's been frustrating, but I, I think you know he is a world-class player who, in the long term, is going to improve us, and hopefully we start to see that in his crucial run of games.
1: Okay, Trev, what did you make of the Sheffield game? And then we'll type, move on to tonight's um, very, very important
0: game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I look at it a little bit brighter than these other two lads. In that, Sheffield United have been beaten one 0 a lot this season. They put up a fight in, in most games they've played and 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 give teams a game. And I thought we were a better side from the start, to be honest. And and I thought we looked lively. And uh, it was it was great to see Martinelli back. I, and it was great to see him score a goal as well in his first full start. That that can only be a massive positive for our football club. Lacazette scored a worldy, didn't he? Lacazette scored. Scored a, a Wilshire-esque goal and, and it made us all smile. And then we won 3-0 comfortably. So that, that, the only thing, that the two things that, that I, I take out of that game is that I'm not going to dwell on it because tonight's not the night for dwelling on it. But the yang saga continues. I just wish we knew what was going on in with that young man. But we don't have to dwell on that. And the other thing is we've been so inconsistent. So I'm hoping that tonight's the night where we string two decent performances together, and, and and we we play to the best of our abilities because it don't matter what team we put out on the pitch tonight, Fergus, any of our squad are good enough to beat Slavia Prague if they decide they're going to play football, if they decide they're going to put the shirt on and play for the badge. They're all good enough. It's just a case of them um, turning up and doing it. So, yeah, and and um like, like Steve said, I thought that Xhaka was good. At left back, I think it frees up our midfield somewhat. He, he, he's a decent left back. He's got a left foot, and we, we takes the negativity out of our midfield, if I'm honest, and I like that. And as for Party, I didn't think he was the best player on the field, but I did think he'd improved. He seemed to give possession away a lot less than he than he has done, and 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 his pass through for the goal was was for, superb. So yeah, it, you know we to give him a bit of time, and and uh, we'll be all right. I think we'll. Well, I think we're going to be all right. Matt, tonight's game, are you moving on to it yet, Fergus, or are we still no, I, was just, to I was just about to
1: say that we're now unbeaten in, in our last four away games. We've won two and drawn two. It's the longest run this season. Indeed, uh, we've earned more victories on the road uh, this season than we have at the Emirates. So that's seven wins on the road versus six at the Emirates. We've got, you know, okay, we've got tonight, which is a separate, separate uh, uh, campaign, but we've got Fulham at the weekend. You would like to think that we can make that a five-game uh, run. And we've got a few other, let's say, um, you know, more favourable fixtures coming up. I think our two hardest fixtures between now and the end of the season are Chelsea and Everton. Uh, so you'd like to see something uh, being put together and a little bit of a run together. But go on. I was just gonna moving it's, on to tonight's game. The, yeah, team, the it, teams are out. It's
0: strange, Fergus. It's strange, mate. It's really strange, this tonight. Because this is the, I honestly think right. People may laugh at me, but I honestly think this is probably the most important game of football that Arsenal played in about five years. This is a season-defining game tonight, and and we can't talk really about Fulham at the weekend because win or lose tonight for me defines what we do for the rest of the season, starting with Fulham. If we win tonight and we continue in the Europa League, which I hope we do, yeah. Then, then we um, then we need to consider our selections. If we lose tonight and it's season over, then we also need to consider our selections from the other perspective and, and work on start working on next season from tonight. But hopefully, we'll win, so we won't have to think about that. Who's playing then, Fergus?
1: So uh, Abamyang and Odegaard haven't made it due to um, not travelling. Uh, Abamyang was struggling with an illness. Um, and Odegaard with his ankle problem. Um so we got Bird Leno in um goal chambers holding Marie Saka. Um and then we got Shaka, Party, Sebias, Smithrow, Pepe, and Lacazette. Now, I, as you know, I'm not a great fan of Danny Sobias, but I do prefer him playing in that slightly more forward role. He did play well against Sheffield. Again, we caveat it was Sheffield. Um, but that's that's almost an identical lineup to the
0: weekend, isn't it? I don't know. can. Just, just Pepe, Pepe for Martinelli. Pepe, yeah. Why Pepe for Martinelli? Why is that?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's Smith I Rowe think... for Martinelli. I think not, not Pepe. But yeah, I think oh, yes. I think look, looking at that, I don't think they've they've obviously got it there as Saka being in the back four. But I think I think we'll see yeah, Jacker at not. left back again, and uh, Saka out wide with Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe in that ten position. Well,
1: well the Europa League um, app have. Uh, have us with a three at the back, with Mari holding and Chambers at the back. Saka on the right, uh, sorry, on the uh, the left uh, wing back situation with Shack alongside and Party in the middle. sabias and Smith Rowe, and then Lacazette and Pepe as a two but up then, top. I don't think it's just, going. I don't think it's going
2: to be but, that no, formation. Just but in, no. Yeah, just to butt in. If if we're playing with the back three, um Saka's at left wing back according to the app, the news at right wing back? Because it's surely none, uh, it's surely none of Smith Rowe Pepe or Lacazette. Right, it's a 4 It's a four. Move on, it's a four. Move on, it's a
0: four.
2: <laughs> but um, have you seen the bench? Have you seen who's on the bench? I, I, I have seen
1: the bench, and the bench is oh, everybody. Um, there's two keepers yeah, on there: for Ryan and Hilton. Uh, Balogun is on the bench, as is Aziz Martinelli Nketiah, Elneny, as Nelson, he's and El Nene. Aziz is brilliant. <laughs> As is, as Aziz, is. yeah. It's easy for me to say. Uh, Gabriel Bellerin. So, a, a strong bench. It would be nice to see uh, Balogun get a run out if he has signed that contract with those huge big no. hands that
0: were photoshopped onto no. him. Um, go on. No. Why not? If, because if Balogun gets a run out tonight, right, it will mean we're in trouble. It will mean we're losing one new and we need to stick another striker on, score a goal. I, 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 I like the fact Balligan signed. I'd like to know what's going on behind the scenes. I'd like to know what his attitude is. But I don't want to see Balogun tonight. I want to see that team that you've got up on that screen now win this game, Fergus. They're plenty good enough, more than plenty good enough. That's a cracking team. And if they turn it on and play for the Arsenal, then we'll win easy. That's all we need to worry about. That team there, my friend. Honestly, Fergus. Um, We'll be all right. Oh, please, let us be all right. Please,
1: let's be all right. Defeat <laughs> for Arsenal uh, tonight would mean that it's the first season that we don't have European football since 95-96 Um Arsenal is aware of this. His tenure is only 18 months old. Uh, and, he, and he said, judge me on results. Um, Dan, where do you think, God forbid, if this goes, goes south, where do you think that puts Arteta and his position within the club?
3: Uh, I think if this goes south, which I don't think it will tonight, I'm, I'm feeling fairly confident. But I, if if it all goes wrong tonight, I, I think Arteta will be fine. Arsenal bought him in knowing that this was a long term appointment. This was a project that they yeah. were going to build around him, and he was going to be the manager for the next, you know, four or five years. It's it's a long term thing. And yes, if we were to go out tonight and have no European football next season, it would be frustrating. But I think a lot of fans want instant success and that's that was never going to be the case with the finances and the squad we've got at the moment it's just not going to happen. So I think he's, Arteta will be fine if if things were to go wrong tonight. Um and as I say he it's it's a long time thing for Arsenal with him in charge.
1: Trevor he said uh, uh tangible is the right word only tangible things is uh, the only tangible things are results whether you're doing a good job or not uh, to judge it externally is the only way to be judged with results internally um, you don't know what uh, what we're doing, so I think what he's trying to point out there I said, yeah okay, the results might be gone um perfect all the time, but there's a bigger picture behind this Trevor
0: oh Fergus listen there's absolutely a bigger picture mate you know i, I i'm a, I, I'm with Dan all the way here now, see I've said it before I'll say again you youngsters don't know what it's like to not have European football. It's horrible. I can tell you it is horrible. If you if you're not playing European football and you go out the FA Cup early and you're not in the top four or five in the league, it is a long season. The only good thing about that is you find out who the real fans are, who the real Arsenal fans are. You know, we used to get 17, 18, 19,000 turn up at Ivory, real fans, you know, when we were when we were struggling. But we, we have got to stick with with Arteta. People are right to have their views about Arteta. And as a matter of fact, I've seen people voicing their, their opinions on Arteta, but I've never not seen anything too bad yet. So that's okay. You're allowed to have a view, but for me, it's going to be given till Christmas. At least mate, it's got this summer to go. We've built, we have built, right? We've built well. We've, we've we've got more solid at the back. We've been let down, by, I've got, but this doesn't sound personal. I hope, but we've been let down by Aubameyang because if if I'd have asked any of you three a question at the end of last season, what's our strongest point? You'd have said we've got a striker that can score goals. None of us were worried last season about not scoring goals. Enough. None of us saw Aubameyang coming. You know, none of us saw the failure of Aubameyang coming. So our Arteta's had that chucked at him. You know, so there's more going on. And then people are saying about selection. Against Liverpool, he picked Pepe and Alba, didn't kick a ball. Pepe, 72 million, didn't beat a defender all game. So next game, he leaves them on the bench, yeah, and he brings them on against Slavia Prague. He brings them on, and they're world beaters. So what changes them? What changes them? It's their heads. It's the players. So we've got to stick with Arteta. We've got to trust the process. He's got to have until next Christmas, at least. He's got to have a good summer, start the season, And let's see where we go. And I just hope it's got European football because it's a massive help.
1: Steve, Arsenal without a clean sheet in the last seven games in the European competition, the longest run without uh, a shutout since September, 2017. They last went eight without a clean sheet, uh, which uh, ended a run uh, of 15 in uh, March, 2002. Um, I've questioned Leno. We've all questioned Leno at different levels. He's playing tonight. Is he at fault for that lack of clean sheet, or does it for, uh, fall further up the pitch?
2: Um, it's definitely a bit of both. A definitely a bit of both. Um, as we've all touched on, Leno has a mistake in him, of course. Um, I do think that I do think Leno's a good keeper. I, I'm in the I'm in the Leno in camp. Um, there's, there's certain things that go wrong, but at the same time, you watch some of the mistakes that our centre-backs make and our full-backs make, whether it be Bellerin or, you know, whoever, but the communication in the back four is not great, generally. Like, doesn't matter what, what combinations we have, whether it's Chambers at right-back within Holden and Murray or David Luiz and, and Gabriel, or there seems to be a lack of communication generally, and that filters back to the goalkeeper, because the goalkeeper is saying one thing, that. The, the centre backs are looking up the pitch, they're getting caught out, the full-backs are, are bombing forward and not saying anything. And I think that's one of the reasons why Leno can sometimes look a bit, a bit shaky because he doesn't know what's going on. And then when he listens, l- like the incident where he passed out to Granite Jacker not so long ago and, and we had the howler. I think it was a Burnley. You know, all of that's down to communication because Leno is a Granite Jack is calling for the, sorry. Someone's calling for the ball, and it's passed back. It's just the communication in our back four and with the goalkeeper is terrible, and I think that really that tends to make a lot of the mistakes. The other, I think mm. it was last. I can't even remember the game now. There's been so many. it Seems to be so many games recently. <laughs> But um Chambers and Holding and, and there was the argument who's at fault, is it Chambers or Holding? Holding wasn't looking at the ball and it was it was more Holding's mistake. But Chambers should have been communicating with Holding to tell him that he had a man coming over him. So th- little things like that I've picked up on and, and I just think yeah, I just think it's it's partly the goalkeeper, but it's also, you know, it's also the defense in front of him. Dan, um defensively
1: we seem to have improved if you look at the the stats of the number of goals we've conceded uh in the league and 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 all competitions uh if Obamiang and Lacazette and and the forward lines were doing their jobs you know this is why there's various comments in there about collectively where uh, it's an issue and it does go from the front line back don't you think
3: yeah well I mean to to touch on the defense I think the the issue has been the silly individual mistakes you know if you look at some of the errors we've made this season you think of Xhaka at burnley for example there's there's been times where one mistake has cost us two points three points a point you know we i think we'd probably be 15 18 points up from where we where we are now if those mistakes hadn't have happened because we've thrown away games with silly errors and you know there's only so much a manager can do about that i mean we all sit here and tear our hair out when it does happen. Can you imagine what it's like for Arteta? You know, he spends a week on the training ground trying to improve these players and then they, one error happens and, and it costs them the game. It must be so frustrating for him. Uh, in terms of the attack, I think, yeah, the the goal scoring has been a concern. We obviously solved the creative issue with, with Emil smith who He's been brilliant uh, since he came in around Christmas time. Um, but yeah, we just we just need to to get the strikers firing. I think Lacazette, you know, I, I think he's our top scorer this season If I, if I'm, if I'm correct, but you know, so, he's, yeah. he's, he's been hot and cold, hasn't he? You know, there's been times where he's been been brilliant. You look at him against Sheffield United, really good performance. But then you look back to the to the game last Thursday, the first leg, and it was atrocious, you know, missed a number of easy chances. So it's all about consistency up front. You know, we need a regular goal scorer. And unfortunately, as Trev said earlier, we thought that was going to be a Bamiag and he's just not produced this season.
1: Mm. And is it the midfield combination then, Trev? Do you, you know, like we've toyed around with ESR, we've toyed around with El, uh, uh, Odegaard, we've toyed around with having Party and Shaka, Shaka and Sabayas, El you know, Is it that fulcrum of where the football is created out of that's causing the issue?
0: Well, well that's obviously a big part of it, mate. That's obviously a big part of it. But let, let's be honest we we've got players in the squad who are not good enough to be in the Premier League and not good enough to, to get on top of the Premier League. The players are just not good enough. And and they're all over the squad, those, those few players. I'm not I'm not going to name them. And people can draw their own conclusions. But Shaka. there are less of them than there were, right? There are less of them than there were. That was Fergus talking, by the way, not me. There Shaka. are less of them than they were. I can see. <laughs> anyway. I can see progress. <laughs> Fergus, take a breath. He... Take a breath for a minute. <laughs> can I just bite in a second, Trev? Um, no, you can't. He's just butting in now. Huh? You <laughs> you want to butt uh, in. Although what Jesus you're saying is God, I'm the one round here that does the button in. I'm the one that does the button in round here. Go on, oh, Trent, I want to go. Steve, yeah.
2: go. <laughs> yeah, although what you're saying is hundred percent correct, and and you know, you mentioned just then we've seen progress, and there's, there's less of players than there used to be. What what I still find odd. And and it and it has showed the steady decline, even though the players have slightly gotten better. You look back 10 years ago, we had the likes of Danielson and squalacci and Abue and, and Shamak and you know Hokalan playing as the left midfielder. And and you look at the state of the squad then, but this squad was still getting top four football. And 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 you know, it might open a whole new can of worms, but when you look at Arsene Wenger and the great things he did, and of course he got us on, on that downward slope. Like, no, you know, no going about it. Borden, Arsene Wenger started us on that decline. But then you just think, like, how good a manager do we need when you look at also a Leicester situation where they won the league with a squad that is much worse than what ours is now, minus maybe Var Vardy and, and Kante. You know, they had Danny Simpson at left-back. They had Rob Hooth, They had... Uh, Christian Fuchs. They have these listen. players that are, wouldn't Steve. get into our side now. So, is it is it so much the quality of the players, or is it also the manager and the coaching staff? It's it's an interesting Steve, listen. It's an interesting
0: thing. Listen, take a breath a minute, Steve. So we can get wordy now. <laughs> we we got. But Bowie and the like, who you mentioned from 10 years ago, were better players than we've got now in a lot of positions. And the reason they were better players is because they finished higher up the league and they had better players around them, probably, that led them well. You know, you've got to go on results. I don't go on statistics. Statistics are, 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 are not worth, from my perspective, looking at. But you've got to go on results and you've got to go on table. Like you said, that Leicester won the league with, with a dodgy side. Well, Leicester didn't just win the league, Steve. They won the league. They won it by 10 10- Ten or eleven points from us, by the way. Mm-hmm. We yeah, could have won us, it. We yeah, had some awful, well, losses, you know. So what? Leicester didn't just win the league. You got to give credit where it's due, son. And that was all I was doing. Going back to the original statement is, is you know me. I always look to give credit, look for positivities. Yeah, 100%. and the credit is he has, We have got less weak players in the squad. He had a massive clear out in January. All the names we wanted to go, apart from probably one, went. They all went. All the all the names of fans wanted to go went. And there was a comment just now on from Curtis saying that they want Arteta out. Uh Fergus put it up briefly. And that's fine. You, you can have your opinions and you could say you want Arteta out. I don't mind that. People that w- wish harm on, on players and, 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 and take it to a bigger level, they they need they, they we don't listen to them. But there's a yeah, there is, You know, it's it's it won't be fine if we lose tonight, that's a fact. Arteta, they are allowed their opinion on Arteta, and and that's what their opinion is. Mine differs from that in that I think Arteta needed time. I think we were in a mess. And the player that, you know, still for me, the bloke I feel sorry for the most is Emery, is Unai Emery, because Unai Emery was let down by the players, and we all saw that. I would love to know. Fergus, you've heard a rumour about this, haven't you? I mean, I'm not going to expand, because I don't know if you're allowed to tell us, but at half-time... In the in the in the Europa League final in Baku, that's where it all started really, really, really going downhill. That's what because something went on finally at half time. That's, that's something, when it finally because we we were we were nil nil at half time in Baku, and we were all sitting there thinking we're doing all right here, we're doing all right here. And they come out for the second half, and it was like it changed the thing completely. None of them tried. Well, not none of them. One or two tried. Most of them didn't try. Something happened that day, and that is we're still recovering the, from that, Fergus. The, the
1: The issue, the issue, Trev. That's that's when it, it, it was. That was the camel, that, uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back. There was a big row at halftime. Uh, two very high fo- profile footballers uh, challenged uh, Emery on his tactics and said we should change from a, a three at the back to a four because. Um, Hazard was ripping us a new one down on, on the left-hand side and within 21 seconds Chelsea got a goal and one of those high-profile players looked at uh, the, the manager then and um, expressed his disdain in him. Another high-profile player came off the pitch later in the game and also expressed his disdain. And 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 we have these f- uh, clicks in, uh, within our dressing room which is what you don't need if you look at England, you look at all the teams that have uh, potentially been successful that are never successful are when they've got clicks inside. the side. You, you mentioned and cited Leicester, uh, Uh, You can look at West Ham right now and look at teams that have got a team cohesive. They're the ones that actually progress and go somewhere. Um, Some of those players are still with us. Some of them aren't. Uh, Some of those players are, are ill. Uh, today. Some of them aren't, without naming any particular players. <laughs> Work it out. Um, but, uh, it's not going to be Odegaard, Dan, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't here. Um, Dan, Slavia have just lost one of the last 10 European games, winning, uh, uh, winning six, drawing uh, three after losing six before the first eight, including qualifiers. They have got a good home record. Um, they are going to be no mugs. Um, okay, they're without this player who's had a ban for whether you think it's too long, too short, whatever, and I'm, I'm not getting into that one. Um, but what do you know of this side and what do you, what do you fear from this side today?
3: Um, I don't I don't know too much about, you know, the individual players that they've got. Um, but as you say, they've got a very good record. They've, they've absolutely walked the Czech League this season. Um, but I think the results you've got to look at are the ones in the Europa League to... To knock out Leicester yeah. and a very good Rangers side that, as you say, they're no mugs. You know, Um, they had a couple of players who look dangerous. Uh, Seema up front, big striker. He's, he's been tracked by a lot of a uh, lot of clubs in Europe, uh, and Yinka as well. Two dangerous attacking players you've got to watch out for, and then Stanchu further back in the midfield as well. Look, look like a bit of a bright spark. So, you know, we, we do we can't look at this as as an easy walkover because it's not going to be. You know. As you said quite, as well, we've got, final. <laughs> Yeah, we've got we've got yeah. You know, we've not got a great record in terms of clean sheets, and and we have not been very consistent over the past few months. So you know, we really do have to be careful tonight.
1: If um if you look at the the stats, I know people have said in the comments the stats can say many different things, but the pairing that we've got tonight <sighs> of Marion Holdings is we are most <sighs> our most successful pairing. Two point four game uh, points per game, uh, more consistent with um. Uh, more successful passes than any other pairing. Trev, what do you make? Do you, do you like the Marring and a hold, mari and holding thing? If 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 we can keep you awake, that is. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do, I do like that pairing, I very much. Is that your preferred down pairing on my team tonight? Yeah, yeah, I had it down for my selection tonight, holding and Mori I think that, I think that with Gabriel holding, uh, Mari Louise, they're all, they're all, they could, they can all do a good job, right? But but I'll say it again. For me, me, having watched football all the years I have, the best teams, the best teams have a steady back four or, at minimum, a steady centre-back partnership. They, they they play together week in, week out. They read the game. They learn to play with their goalkeeper if their goalkeeper's a little bit dodgy, and we've already spoke about that. So I don't yeah. mind who plays. I'd just like to see... Consistency, and for me at the moment, holding a Mari, no problem with that at all. Very impressed with the young man, Mari. By the way, he's—he just—he seems very, very settled and uh, very steady. And uh, I think of all the players we've got, all the young players we've got coming through, we talk about all our all our all our young forwards and all our young midfielders. Sort of, Mari has gone below the radar a little bit, and and I've been very impressed with him. And I think we've got a special player there if
2: I'm honest. He's twenty eight. hang on hang on
1: safety. Hold holding comes into a very mixed reviews. Some people don't like him. But there was a stat that came out to me the other day. It's a it's a meme which I've got on I've sent around the WhatsApp group. Um we've had nine Premier League clean sheets so far this season. Fulham away, Manchester United away, Leeds away, Brighton away. And then we had uh, West Brom, Palace, Newcastle and Manchester United and Sheffield United. Rob Holding started all of those games. So, John, I I know you say you're not sure, but again, you can make stats do many things. But the facts are, if if we're keeping clean sheets and we talked about... Keeper issues and defensive issues. Holding has got to be there. Dan, what's your, your view on on I mean, holding? And then I got to you, Steve.
3: Well, I was gonna gonna say about uh, Mari first. You obviously had the stats up there, but I think there is there's one thing about Mari that you can't you can't look at with stats, and that is the calmness he brings when he plays. That there, there seems mm-hmm. to be you know when he's on the ball or when he's defending he's he looks assured that he doesn't look like he's going to make a mistake and that is what you need from a center back you know you don't want someone who's a bit erratic you know maybe like louise you, you look at him you think oh, there might be a mistake here but with mari there's there's calmness and he's assured and i think you know he is a really good center back uh holding as well i i'm a fan of holding i think as you say the you look at the clean sheets we've kept this season the fact he's played all the games he's he's maybe a bit more flashy than mari but still he's someone who is is relatively assured, and I think that is important.
1: And Steve, you were just about to make the point about Mari. He's 28, which is young for a center half. He's got four years in him, according to
2: Heath. Yeah, I, I mean, like obviously centre backs normally tend to go until they're sort of 32. Uh, you know, I think at the earliest, normally 32, 33, 34. Um, you know, you can play and still be a decent, decent centre half. But um, no, it's just as Trev was sort of talking about the young players coming through and everything else. And it's like, you know, Mary's not, he's not young. He, and, and, and the thing as Dan touched on is, is, is how assured he looks. That's because he's played, you know, he, he's, he's played a lot of football. If he was 22, I'd, I'd be mega impressed. I'd be super impressed. Even more so than, I mean, I, I like Murray, I like Holden. Yeah. Um, and the thing I like about Holden as well is like he's he's 25 and he hasn't played a hell of a lot of games for Arsenal, but he played quite a lot as a 17, 18, 19 year old at Bolton. So I think sometimes he sometimes he gets caught up when he's playing against Pacey players, but in a partnership and 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 generally I think Holden reads the game quite well. Um communication as I as I touched on earlier on, there's there's a bit of a communication issue sometimes. But but generally, yeah, I like Holden, and I think Holden and Mary have have been been one of our best partnerships. I think the other the other one on your on your stat list was David louise and Gabrielle together, and I think they've looked they've looked very very. Good yeah,
1: times. It, it definitely does seem to be. I've got, I've not got the stats there anymore, but there definitely does seem to be a, 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 a definite two plus two pairings the the marion yeah. holding pairing seems to work better than any other mixture and the holding uh sorry the Gabrielle and louise pairing seem to to work well together um guys uh, the lineup as we said is Leno chambers holding marie shaka party sebastian pepe go. smith roll sack and lacazette what yeah. is your score prediction steve
2: ah oh, i think we'll i think we'll do them 2-0
1: 2-0. Dan, what I are you going for?
3: I am going to go for a classic 1-0 to the Arsenal, and I think it'll be a late goal. I think we're in for a nervy evening, but I, I hope we will scrape through right at the end.
1: And that's oh. in ninety minutes, so we're not talking about extra yeah. times or anything. I'm not. Like. I'm not oh, doing yeah. extra
3: time. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can cope with it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I actually have tomorrow booked off. So the old Sam Miguel might be getting a, a bit of a hammering tonight. I don't know. Maybe not. So after Monday, uh, I was saying before we came onto the chat, I went to my local pub. My wife, uh, my daughter decided to come with me. She's of a legal age to drink, um, and uh, she forgot her debit card. Convenient that it must be an. In- an in- it's, it must be an inbuilt thing, you know. It must be the X and the Y chromosome. I don't know what it is. Um, Trev, with your dicky Bow, what is your right. score prediction?
0: I've not finished yet. I've not finished yet. No, he's not finished yet. Firstly, put that, put, my, put that comment from my mate Ruth there. Ruth's lovely. She tells me I look nice in my dicky Bow tie. Ruth Beck, she's lovely. Have a look at her artwork if you get a chance. Stevie, listen, son. I didn't say Mari was young. I said he was new to the team. And when you get to my age, young man, you're all young men, young man. So, <laughs> you know, so all, you've right. Got all, like all right, granddad, all right. 28 <laughs> ain't too old. 28 ain't too old, right? And listen, I think I've got this horrible feeling it's going to be a scraper. Could even go to penalties this tonight because, as you've rightly <laughs> oh. said just now, Fraga are cracking side. Prague are a cracking side. It could be an horrible night where it goes to penalties and we're all not happy and we scrape through. I've got a feeling we're going to scrape through, but I don't think we're going to win it by a long, long way. Uh, and by the way, just before we go, because you might not let me in again, don't buy Dulux paint everybody. Do not buy Julux paint. Buy Crown or any of the other paints. Don't buy Julux. It's rubbish. They use it to paint toilet bowls. Right, I'm done. <laughs> is Fergus frozen is Fergus frozen or is he I really Fergus. Fergus is Let's talk about
2: I, I, yeah, I thought he was just really impressed with your joke <laughs> oh no look, he's Hilarious.
1: coming back
0: he's going to be fuming when he comes back here he is look now we can't hear him take your mute off your silly old sod
1: I'm, I'm not on mute I'm not he's on mute
0: back. we wish you were
1: <laughs> so have ha, have you got round to your score prediction yet or Are you just been warbling on for the last oh, 10 seconds while I was in Etherland
0: I've, I've just had a right <laughs> rant and you've missed it I can't believe I it have. I've, just had a right I've missed every right, bit of it, it. It's, it's been right. delightful to repeat it, let me just put my teeth back in I nearly spat my teeth out then I was that angry with you Fergus um Mari He's young at 28. Everyone's young when it comes to me. So Steve, Steve's had a bollock in. I got Fergus all that. For, right? <laughs> and then I went. I told people, don't buy Dulux paint. Don't buy Dulux paint because we're going use it to paint toilet bowls now. And it's no good Dulux paint Buy anything but. And then I said, I think we're going to have a really tight, 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 tight game tonight. Could even go to penalties, Fergus. Could even go to penalties. They're a good side, Prague. They're a good, good side. Dan touched on it just now. They've had a cracking season. They've absolutely walked their league, walked it, and um, yeah, well, I, well, I think we'll go through. I've got to hope we go through, but it, it won't be easy.
1: And have have you got a score prediction?
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm going to go one all. I'm saying penalties one all. Oof,
1: Jesus, Jesus Please. no. I've I've gone, I've gone two one for Arsenal, but you know what. I can easily see it gone down Trevor's route. Uh, I, I really, really, really can't call it. Um, that's that's Heath has got a terrific. Trevor like, like
0: like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he's finger licking good. No need at all, Heath. Yeah, dude, that is spot on. finger oh. looking
1: good trevor <laughs> <laughs> boys thank you very uh, much for joining uh, us uh, no i on do on hope you enjoy the game um you know uh th- let's 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 hope we progress uh and then who should we have in the next round villa real, um, with, real. villa real against um Two before nine. mentioned yeah. emery so that that Again, that's yeah. going to have a bit of spice about it as well. Uh, and maybe Man united uh, I like you final, If we can get that far. You,
0: I like UNA. You, you, know. you like
1: UNA. Yeah.
0: I do like UNA. Right. Sorry okay. for him. He was let down by the fans and let down by fans, taking the mickey out of him all the time. No need. No, Arsenal it- fans, no good.
1: It's not, diff- it's not different than what's happening right now to Arteta, but that we're going right back round and round in circles. No, it is. You know, you ha- it oh, oh, it you-
0: was different. It was different. Uh. Don't you go muting me now. We'll fall right out. It was different. <laughs> it, just because the bloke spoke with a bit of an accent, they were at him. Said he couldn't speak English when he could bloody speak English. And he was like, very the way very treat man, me
1: Because I, I speak with a bit of an accent, is it? Is, is that? That's the exact I, way you, you treat me. because with I speak with an accent. You just
2: can't say people's names.
0: I don't, I don't take the, I take the Mickey out of you because you talk a load of old balls. That's why I take the Mickey out of you, Fergus. Fly <laughs> me, come on, get it right, son.
1: Right, you have been listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal anyway, fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, click on the subscribe you, button.
0: We love you, Fergus, because you're everywhere. We love you, Fergus. You've that. got grey hair. We love you, Fergus. Oh,
1: uh, boys! Dan, oh, Steve, down. Trevor, uh, to a lesser degree. um <laughs> uh, Pinky oh. and Perky have returned. Welcome back. Thank you, Tony. Um, <laughs> If you like what we do, as I said before, <laughs> click click on the subscribe button. Uh, Dan, thanks very much for joining us. Tell everybody about uh, uh, the Gooner uh, fanzine. We want to save that. Uh, uh, so could, could you please... Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah, we're trying to trying to save the Gooner fanzine for a generation, not just the season. Now um, we've got got uh, renewable subscriptions, which is going to make life a lot easier for us and and all our brilliant readers. So uh, make sure you head over to the online Gooner.com, Go to the store, and you can uh, you can you can. Uh, take out your subscription, plenty of good content and lots of good writers in there. So definitely
1: worth the money. And and the UK subscription on a repeating prescription is something like 30, is it 30? 30, yeah, or 39
3: 30 pounds a season, I believe. I might be wrong. You'd have to go and check, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely worth the money.
1: And it's 49 if you're overseas. So, if, uh, trolls, yeah. if you want the, the online gooner, make sure you, uh, get your, get your coronas out and, um, and start, uh, start subscribing. Uh, listen, we, we've had Dan on a few times. We've had on Melina, who's also now, uh, writing for the gooner fanzine. Uh, Nick is also, Nick Birch is also going to join us at some stage, hopefully before the end of the season. Uh, and, and, you know, the, we're, we're a friend of that, of that fanzine and we wanted to support. Get your gooner, people. Get your gooner. All right. Enjoy the game, people.
0: You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.